Coming up. If you're going to be and do good, you need to love your enemies. You need to pray for folks who persecute you. Not gossip about them. Not blast them on social media. But pray for them. The one who told you they mean you harm and acted on it. The Bible says, goodness himself, God says, goodness himself says, pray for him. When was the last time you prayed for somebody who was against you? Think about it. God requires it of us. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Pastor Robert of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. There are some things about God that every believer should always keep in mind. First of all, God is, was, and always will be. Join us for the message series, God Is, where Pastor Robert and his wife Carolyn walk through some of the qualities of God that we can confidently put our trust in. Here's the second message in the series, The Goodness of God, Part 2. And so it is says here in Romans 8, 22 and 23, we know that whole creation has been groaning as in pains of childbirth right up to the present time. And so what this is reflective of is that we already read and talked about when God finished making creation, Mm -hmm. he said everything was very good. But then when humankind sinned against God, they were disobedient to God. Mm -hmm. Now, not only did they fall, but all of creation fell because he remember he made human beings to rule over his creation. And when the ruler over the creation fell, then all of creation fell. So yeah, even now we appreciate an ocean, a mountain, a tree, an animal, but that animal, that ocean, that mountain, a tree is not what it was before the man fell. Right. Understand that. That's right. That's it, right. It's not it's not fully what it was when God declared it good. Mm-hmm. And good. if you think the ocean is good now, or you impressed by animals now, you should have seen them before they fell. That's right. Before yeah. mankind yeah. fell. And we don't have a yeah. picture of that, right. but I'm telling you conceptually yeah. Yeah. that the animals was even more, it was better <laughs> or <Right>. gooder. <laughs> I know it's not a word. Yeah. Than they than they are now. Yeah. Before the fall. Get a glimpse of heaven. Absolutely. Heaven. Yes. Amen. And so the so all the creation is groaning, mm-hmm. is wanting to get back to where it was. Because nothing, everything in the planet is broken. Mm-hmm. Everything is broken. Everything. Everything. And so, and that's because of the fall of man and disobedience. Verse 23 in the passage goes on to say, not only so, but we we ourselves who have the first fruits of the spirit grown inwardly. So not only are these external things groaning, you know, with creation, mm-hmm. human beings are growing, groaning too yeah. inwardly. 
as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. And so when creation fell, human beings fell, our bodies fell. And that means now we got bodies that decay. Mm -hmm. Before they were disobedient, they had bodies that didn't decay. That's right. That's right. They didn't have body, they didn't have, they had bodies that didn't grow old. Mm -hmm. But now we got bodies that grow old. My back tells me that. Mm -hmm. My knees tell me. Amen. <laughs> All right. Mm -hmm. That yeah, my body's growing old. Mm -hmm. But that wasn't the case before. And right. so we are groaning inwardly because we are desiring to get back to where God had where they human beings had incorruptible bodies mm -hmm. and God has promised to take us back to that place. And then there will be no more groaning. We're, we're waiting for the full redemption, not only of our souls, but also of our bodies. Amen. You know, I might be able to dunk again. <laughs> <laughs> Can y'all see pastor Rob Woo! flying through the air? Only in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Only in heaven. Yeah, I used to be able to dunk, though. I used to be able to dunk a basketball. Mm -hmm. But no, get back to yeah. that to that body, you know, that redeemed body. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> they laughing at you. <laughs> yeah. And so all the creation is damaged now mm -hmm. um, because of disobedience. And that's why it's so important for us to be obedient, y'all. Yeah. The fifth thing that we need to understand um, about goodness is God wants humankind to experience his goodness. Mm -hmm. God wants humankind to experience his goodness. Thank God for that. Amen. Look what it says here. We read this earlier uh, with the Psalm, Psalms 34, 8. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Mm -hmm. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. So here, I want to break this down a little bit. Um, so it's telling us that God wants us to experience it. So the psalmist is saying, taste and see mm -hmm. that God is good. And God is declaring this through the psalmist, taste and see that I'm good. And the way that you can taste and see is to take refuge in him. Yeah. That's how you taste and see. If you're taking refuge in your bank account, you're taking refuge in your, your body, in your strength, in your intelligence, in your education, then that's not tasting and seeing that God is good. Yeah. So it's saying if you take refuge in him, it's how you taste. Look what it says here in the easy-to-read version of the same passage, Psalm 34, 8. Give the Lord a chance to show you how good he is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Y'all hear that? <laughs> Give God a chance to show you how good he is. Yeah. Great blessings belong to those who depend on him. Mm -hmm. I like the way that one said. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You see that? He says, so there's some blessings that come, great blessings that come when you put your trust and dependence on God versus right. on your education, yeah. your own strength, your own wit, your own opinion, all these different things that folks are dependent on. God has say, no, taste and see my goodness yeah. and receive my blessings. Yeah. Give me a chance to show you how good I am Amen. by depending Amen. on me. That's what he was telling, telling us mm -hmm. to do. Mm -hmm. So God wants humankind to experience this. He's 
asking, he's beckoning us to come and experience his goodness. And then look what it says in Matthew 5, 44 and 45. And this is Jesus talking. But I say, love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you. In that way, you will be acting as true children of your father in heaven. For he gives his sunlight to both the evil and the good. And his, he sends rain on the just and the unjust alike. So here it's telling us that God wants us to experience his goodness because God, he causes the sun to shine on the folks who disobey him and the folk who obey him. Yeah. He wants all of humankind to experience his goodness. Mm -hmm. And then he lets the rain fall on the those who obey him yeah. and even on those who disobey him. Because mm -hmm. that's an expression of God wanting humankind to experience his goodness. Yes. Amen. That's the kind of God we serve. Mm -hmm. And this is relevant as we talk about the goodness of God. Even when we're jacked up, even while we're jacked up and doing something jacked up. In the midst of our in the midst of the jacked up fitness. <laughs> God is still yes. shining on us and the rain is coming and God is still demonstrating his goodness. Mm -hmm. We just be sitting there being wrong and know we wrong. Right. And God is still being good. To God us. is still being good. Yeah. Yes, he is. Yes. And then on another level, God wants to show, especially show his goodness mm -hmm. to certain people who have put their trust in him and who love him. So it says in Romans 8, 28, my wife read this earlier, mm -hmm. and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Amen. So then there's an especial, a special, another layer of goodness that comes for those who love God mm -hmm. and who are called according to his purpose, where God works all your circumstances out yes. for your good. Yes. Even when we sin against him, mm -hmm. he works it out for our yes. good. Yes. So while we are working for our bad, God, or we're doing things for our bad, saying things for our bad, thinking things that that do us harm. Just making things worse Making for things worse ourselves. for ourselves. Yeah. God is working even out our badness yes. for our own good. God says, I can take that and make it, but put some good in there. That's right. And what that might be is that you get fined or you get that speeding ticket or you, you know, you suffer the, the consequences. So then you learn. And then you learn that that's not what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But that's God working it out. And you hear people say some of the, 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 the ex, you know, experiencing the consequences of their actions, some have said was the best thing that ever happened to them because right. it was what caused them to seek God yeah. and desired his goodness over what he calls good over what they were calling good. That's right. That's right. And so God works things for the good for those who are called Amen. according to his purpose. You know, and this is important for us to understand because the world would like you to think that, you know, because you hear people say, whether they saved or not, that I believe everything happens for a reason. And that's a false statement. That's not true. Mm -hmm. uh, only believers can say that, that, that God works things out for our good. We can say 
that God is working things out for our good. Yeah. So even when things, you know, don't go quite like I want, we can have as believers, folks who love God, we can have confidence that it's working for our good. But when other folks say it, they believe they acting like all these things that happen in their life is working for their good. That's the underlying statement that I know this happened for a reason. So it's happening so that I can get something better or things could be, you know, I can move into something um, um, good versus bad when that's not the case for them if they don't love God. That's right. This scripture applies only to those. And it's the point of this principle only applies to those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Amen. The sixth thing that we need to understand about goodness is God requires humankind to be and do what is good. To be and do. What to is be good. and do what yes. is good. Yes. God wants us. He requires it. It's not a suggestion. Mm -hmm. He requires humankind to be good and to do what is good. Now, understand the only way that you can do that, God is the source of goodness, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to have a relationship with God to be good and to do good. Right. It requires relationship with God. Mm -hmm. So we need to be actively working on our relationship with God so that we can actually be good and we can actually do good because anything that's good comes from God. He's the source mm -hmm. of all goodness. Right. Look what it says here in Micah 6, 8. No, O people, the Lord has told you what is good. Mm -hmm. He's telling you right now in this message what is good. Mm -hmm. And we've already found out what is good. Yeah. Jesus said, no one's good but God. Mm -hmm. I've told you what is good. I told you what is good in terms of what you should do, what you should be. He goes on to say, and this is what he requires of you, to do what is right, to love mercy, to walk humbly with your God. And we're talking about not only um, doing, doing activities or, or behavior that's good, we're talking about moral goodness. Mm -hmm. It goes even deeper than just behavioral goodness. Because sometimes people can do the right thing behaviorally, but inwardly they're doing it for the wrong reason, so they're morally bad. Yeah. Matter of fact, they did a good thing in order to manipulate so they can do a bad thing. Mm -hmm. And so this is saying, no, not only do you do good, but you also being good morally at the same time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And God requires us to do that. But again, we can't do that without relationship with him because he's the source of all goodness. Mm -hmm. Matthew 5, 44 and 45, Jesus speaking again says, but I say, love your enemies. Yeah. I read this earlier. I'm going to read it again, mm -hmm. highlighting other aspects of it. I say to you, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. In that way, you will be acting as true children of your father in heaven. Let's pause on that for a moment. God is requiring us to do good. We just said yeah. to be and do good. In order to do that, he says, you need to love your enemies. If you're going to be and do good, you need to love your enemies. Mm -hmm. You need to pray for folks who persecute you. Not gossip about them. Not blast them on social media. But pray for them. Mm -hmm. 
the one who told you they mean you harm and acted on it. The Bible says, goodness himself, God says, goodness himself says, pray for him. When was the last time you prayed for somebody who was against you? Think about it. God requires it of us. Yeah. God requires, it's not a suggestion. Because we just read in Micah, I require that you do what's right. You love mercy and you walk humbly before your God. Mm-hmm. And he's saying what is right for you to do as a true child of his is to pray for folk who persecute you. Right, right. To love the people who say they hate you. Mm-hmm. Y'all know we need God to do that. <laughs> That's right. Oh, yeah. See, see this, this highlights the fact that we can't achieve this goodness. We can't be or do good without God because no, 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 no. Our nature says, no, no. You slap the one. You slap your enemy. That's what our nature says. Right. You punch our enemy. Mm-hmm. You harm your enemy. They persecute you, you persecute them back. That's what our flesh says to do. But God says, no, if you're going to be and do good, no, no, that's not the way we roll. Not if you're a child of God. Mm -hmm. Remember, I I let the sun shine on the the good and the bad. I I let the rain fall on the good and the bad. And God is saying, this is what you should do. And he goes on and says says it here in the next verse. He said, if you're going to be a true, you're going to act like a true child of your father in heaven. For he gives sunlight to both the evil and the good. He sends rain on the just and the unjust alike. Y'all know we need to be be praying. Not only do we need to be praying for our enemies and the persecutors, we need to be praying for ourselves um, so that we can have the strength to do these things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We need to tap into the source of God in order to be good Mm -hmm. and do what God is saying and requiring of us. Can't do it without them. And this is why I don't understand how folk feel, be like, I'm not going to, you know, go, you know, extended periods of time not going to church and not reading their Bibles and not worshiping God. No, we need to tap into God, especially if you're trying to be good or you're trying to please God Mm -hmm. and meet the requirement that he has put on, on humankind. Yeah. And so it requires, this is why we have Bible life group. This is why we do worship service. This is why we have mentorship project. This is why we do um, purpose-driven women. This is why we do, we have our fellowships. We do everything we do here at Quince because we're trying to tap into the source of the goodness of God so that we can be better and we can be children, truly be acting, truly act like children of the our Father Amen. in heaven. Amen. And it requires that. And this in and outness of being with God and relating with God and his people, you know, occasional, you know, every now and then doesn't work. It doesn't get it done. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. And you're going to have to be in a regular fellowship, regular connection with God. It needs to be a lifestyle. A lifestyle of connecting with God and his people. Amen. Amen. And this is how we're going to walk humbly and love mercy and do what's right. Yeah. We have to do that. And then the last thing I want to say about 
that we need to understand about the goodness, about goodness is God has given humankind the opportunity to choose good or evil. Mm -hmm. So after saying all of that about God's goodness, guess what? Mm -hmm. It's still your choice. Yeah. He gives you a choice. It's still your choice. Mm -hmm. It's still my choice. What decision are you going to make today? What decisions will you make tomorrow? And I want to tell you, whenever you don't choose God, you don't choose good. You choose evil. That's right. So the only choice is to choose God. That is, if you want to be and do good. And God gives you opportunity. He's giving you an opportunity today. He will give you an opportunity tomorrow if he if you're still here and the Lord tarries. But we have to choose it. Amen. Look what it says here in Deuteronomy 30, 15. Moses speaking to God's people. See, I have set before you today life and good, death and evil. Mm -hmm. That's what's before you right now. At this very moment, in your thinking, right now, you can choose life and good or you can choose death and evil at this very moment. Yeah. And God is saying it's before you. Which one are you going to choose? Mm -hmm. um, the same verse in the New Living Translation says this, Deuteronomy 30, 15. It says, now listen, today I am giving you a choice between life and death between prosperity and disaster. Mm -hmm. It's a no-brainer. It ought to be, right? It ought to be. We ought to be like, give me life. Give me prosperity. Give me blessing. Mm -hmm. Give me good. But that's not the choice we make. We decide, you know, God, I don't want your good at times. I want my good. And my good right now is to cuss them out. Mm. And I tell you, when you do that, you're choosing disaster, you're choosing death. But it's your choice. Nobody's going to force you. But I want to persuade you to choose God. Mm -hmm. Isaiah says here in Isaiah 5.20, it says, woe to those who call evil good and good evil. I, I want to pause on that. It says, woe. It's a warning. So hold up, hold it, hold it, pump your brakes. If you're calling evil good and good evil, then you're getting what good is mixed up with evil. He's saying that's that's dangerous. Yeah. And too often we call evil good. Mm -hmm. Or we call good evil. Mm -hmm. God says, love your enemies. And we say, no, that's evil. Or that's not, it's evil for me. <laughs> Right. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's good. It's good to love your enemies. It's good to pray for those who persecute you. And God says, whoa, it's a warning. If you are, are saying it's not good to love my enemy, it's not good to pray for those who persecute me. He says, whoa, I'm, that's a warning to you. 
You, you're, you're going down the wrong path. You're choosing evil. You're not choosing God. It reads on and says, who put darkness for light and light for darkness. That's a picture of how bad of a decision that is to call evil good or good evil. Yeah. It's the difference between light and darkness. It's the difference of calling light dark. Mm -hmm. It's like going outside and the sun is bright, high noon, mm -hmm. and you're going like, boy, it's sure dark outside. Yeah, yeah. That's how bad it is. Mm -hmm. Amen. And then it reads on, it's like calling bitter sweet yeah. or sweet calling sweet bitter and y'all y'all know what it tastes like we want to taste and see that god is good it's like tasting something sweet and saying oh that's bitter mm -hmm. or tasting something bitter and say oh that's so sweet <laughs> and that's the difference in in you deciding mm -hmm. to call evil good or good evil yeah and we know we can tell the difference between sweet and bitter it's a stark difference but that's what it's saying about the decision that we need to make, Amen. that we have a choice to make. And then in Romans 2, 4, it says, or do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance and longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? It is God's goodness that draws us to change our mind and fix our calibrator of what's good, to get right with God, to repent, to say that, Lord, I was sinning against you. Now I'm going to change and I'm not going to sin against you no more. Mm -hmm. It's the goodness of God that leads you to that. Have you ever had somebody just do something so good for you that you you was once, you were mad at them and they just kept doing good and then all of a sudden you just weren't mad no more? You repented of your anger because of their good? This is an example of how goodness can change your mind and your direction. And the text is telling us it is God's goodness that's drawing you drawing us to repent. Don't despise the goodness of God. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. Do you know that God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sins? If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I've sinned against you. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sin. And I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control. Transform me into the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to be the first to welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to find a church where you can learn more about Jesus, draw closer to God and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, 
visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. Understand, God does not accept the argument that nobody is perfect as an excuse for why we are not being whole. Oh, I'm gonna let that settle in on you a little bit. Let that settle, let that settle in your spirit, okay? Yeah. I'll say it again. God says, I'm, I'm not accepting the argument that nobody is perfect for your excuse of not being whole. All I, can, all I can think of when I think of that is that thank you, Lord, for Jesus Christ. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Oh. God says there's no excuse. Yes. And the reason God doesn't accept that as an argument is because it's not true. It's not true that no that nobody is perfect. It's not true. Thank you for listening. 